This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, August 31st, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part two of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Well, the, the reason I broke it down into three reasons is that the grid's a very complex thing. It's it's all connected together. So an earthquake in Southern California can cause a power plant in Utah to to die. So I wanted to break it down into really simple what we have to do. Resiliency means we have to be able to withstand very large nonlinear events. Those today are primarily the weather. They could be wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes. Fires could be any of those. Resiliency is the term used in the industry that says we need to operate as best we can through these large nonlinear events. The second thing is we have to be able to get the power from where it's generated to where it is used. Most of the ideas behind sustainability is we're going to use more renewable power. The renewable power is primarily, in this country, solar and wind. The great resources for solar and wind don't happen to be in the cities. So somehow we have to get that power from places like Western Kansas to Seattle. The third thing is that we simply can't operate the way we always have. In the past, a lot of the stability comes from over-design. But in the new world, we have limited resources and we have to use a bare minimum of those. The most powerful tool we have available is new technology. And that's why I broke it down into basically three different buckets. Perfect, thank you, Pat. That definitely lays a foundation for this discussion and it opens the door for, for many questions, I'm sure. Mona, can you talk to us about the infrastructure bill, the breakdown, you know, what it contains, what it means for utilities throughout the U.S.? Absolutely, Megan. Um, And before I do so, I'd love to take a moment and step back and just appreciate this historic moment in time. Uh, The last time we had an infrastructure bill of this magnitude was likely under FDR, the New Deal. And so we are looking at $1.2 trillion in total spending. That's $550 $550 billion in new spending, new spending that addresses many of the issues that, that Pat just outlined. Um, and when we're thinking about infrastructure, the definition of infrastructure has expanded greatly in our time. What used to just mean roads, bridges, highways. And now this infrastructure bill encompasses transportation, transit, energy, water sectors, uh, the utility uh, grid and also thinking about environmental uh, environmental elements um, that are part of our uh, overall national infrastructure. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
With the passage of the oddly named Inflation Reduction Act, the focus on carbon capture, usage, and storage is expected to explode in the next 10 years due to the Act's increased funding for such endeavors. It is very timely that Inveris Intelligence Research, a subsidiary of Inveris, a data analytics and SAAS technology company, would release a detailed inventory of CCUS storage projects and capacities days after the IRA's passage. Even though the U.S. Energy Information Administration notes U.S. capacity of waste-to-energy power generation is on the decline, Industrial Info is tracking $1.69 billion worth of related projects, with a major brownfield plant construction project and a plant expansion at the forefront. Recent data from Shale Ridge, Texas, on the health of its manufacturing sector and trends in the oil patch could be seen as a bellwether for the broader national sentiment. While normally considered an oil state, Texas also boasts a strong manufacturing sector. The National Association of Manufacturers finds manufacturing accounts for about 13% of the state's economic output and 7% of the total workforce. And those are good-paying jobs, too, with the average annual salary at $90,000. That sector, however, is on its back foot. The Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas reported in its monthly manufacturing survey that trends were slowing in the Texas economy. Its production index declined from July, and other measures in the sector showed either a slowdown in growth or actual downturns. With fuel prices still contributing to the extraordinary levels of inflation in the U.S. economy, the federal government took action to ensure adequate supplies are available after a refinery in Whiting, Indiana, went offline. An electrical fire last week prompted BP to close down part of its refinery situated along the southern shores of Lake Michigan. Whiting is the nation's sixth largest refinery, processing some 400,000 barrels of crude oil per day. Those barrels account for about a quarter of the supplies of gasoline, jet fuel, and diesel for Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And in order to achieve net zero emissions by 2050, the United Arab Emirates is moving ahead with its strategic plan to install carbon capture units at its mega gas processing plants. UAE oil and gas major Abu Dhabi National Oil Company plans to expand the capacity of its existing carbon capture utilization and storage facility at Riyadh to 5 million tons of carbon dioxide every year, up from the existing annual capacity of 800,000 tons. The carbon dioxide will be captured at the Habishan and Shaw gas plants and transported to the Riata facility. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.